0: Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now, and I have episode 139 of the podcast that was originally recorded on November 20th of 2016. Some of the games I played this week, some Pathfinder Adventure card game, we got through several scenarios this week. We revisited Kanagawa and Attack on Titan deck builder. We got in a little card game from Japan called Smoke. Eric and I played some Tabletopia and visited a small game called Burger Up, which was a lot of fun. I also played some PC gaming and got in some Skyrim Special Edition as well as some Zen Pinball 2 on my PS4. Enjoy the podcast. Hey gamers, welcome to the games. This is Joe Luzzi from What I'm Playing Now and welcome to episode 139 of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. As always, you can send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails too. What I'm Playing Now at gmail.com. You can also join us in some conversations over on Board Game Geek. We have a guild over there. Guild number is 2440. What I'm Playing Now is our guild name. On Twitter, you can follow me at What I'm Playing Now. Don't forget to drop the G, like I always say. On Facebook, just do a search for What I'm Playing Now. On Google Plus, we are plus.google.com slash the plus sign What I'm Playing Now podcast. And then, as always, our Twitch channel. Is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining me for another week of gaming. First thing we're going to start off with is some Pathfinder Adventure card game. I just actually returned a few minutes ago, actually, from my local game store where we knocked out three scenarios. Only half of my group was able to show up today, so we didn't have two tables going. We only had one table running some Pathfinder card game. But my group did get through the final three scenarios in the fourth scenario set. We got through 2-4-C, what poison Hath wrought. We got through 24D, the Rune Lord's Handmaiden, as well as 24E, A Shadow of Wrath. All of which were pretty. I don't want to say simple, but they weren't that difficult for the group that we had going through the scenarios today. We had a very well-rounded group. Everybody was really able to assist each other. The really thing that we noticed after finally finishing 24E, and as we were kind of playing through these scenarios, was how these scenarios are set to almost. I don't want to say steal, but you're they there. There were some scenarios where you were able to look at the top deck, uh, the top card of somebody else's deck, and if you wanted to, you could take that card into your hand and swap it out with a you know somebody else. You could basically swap cards with somebody else. So if if there was um one of your you know your companions who are going through these scenarios with you and this is a co-op game and they have a better card on top of your deck and you think you could use it you could easily swap that card so you actually get that ability at the end of the fourth scenario set to be able to do something like that and just the whole kind of component where you're able to swap cards and that wasn't the only time you're able to do that it was really kind of crazy and we really Well, we use the ability to kind of look at the top card of other people's decks. We weren't really swapping too, too many cards because while only two of us were kind of more along the fighter end, the other guy who was in our group who was using weapons, I use more finesse weapons with my Inquisitor. And he is just using more straight out just, you know, strength for his weapons. So there weren't really too much overlapping between our characters as, as far as being able to swap out any... Any sort of cards, especially spells. We only really had one spell pack caster in the group. We have another guy who's really heavy with allies and uses allies a lot. So our group I don't really think got to use some of these abilities that they kind of gave you effectively or you know as much as we probably should have but we got through the scenarios all three of them rather easily even the last one where there really was no boss and you kind of just needed to churn through all of the decks and you pretty much needed to stay together in that last scenario in 2-4-E you had to at the beginning of your turn during your move step if somebody else was if there was another character at a location that wasn't on that you weren't on you pretty much had to move to another location where somebody was. So it was basically a scenario that was forcing you to keep the group together and to kind of just work your way through pretty much one location at a time, which was really something different that the group wasn't used to doing. We're used to kind of like splitting up and putting locations in front of people that they're able to close easily and pretty much just churning through them. I, like I've said before with my Inquisitor, I like the decks with monsters in them. Give me more monsters so I can heal back up. And it's it was kind of just crazy the way we had to play through these, but my the group we had today was a really good group of four people, knocked out three scenarios, which we normally don't do. Normally, we try to get through at least two of them, and that's about it, but, this, but the four of us were able to knock three of them out, so I don't know if we're going to be able to jump into the fifth scenario next time, mainly due to the fact that since we had half of the group out, we're probably going to have to replay a couple of scenarios here next time, so... Hopefully I'll be able to tweak my deck maybe just a little bit more and make it just a little bit better here before we jump into the fifth scenario. So that's it for the Pathfinder Adventure card game. When my wife and I had gone down to our local game store on Monday, um, my wife and I went down to Recess and hung out there. We actually got in some really cool games. The first game that we got in was a nice four-player game of Kanagawa. I talked about this game last week. And a couple of these games I've actually talked about um, several times, so I'm not going to spend too, too much time talking about them. But one of the crazy things when we were playing with Kanagawa, when the game finally came to an end, three of us looked at our phones because we were all using our calculators on our phones to see what our scores were, and three of us had the exact same score. And we all kind of sat there for a second and almost really couldn't believe it. We all double-checked our scores, and everybody did have the exact same score. And it was it was really just funny because all of us had actually gone down different scoring routes. I had quite a few cards in front of me and went for uh, a couple of different of the bonus cards. Uh, my wife had done the same thing. None of us had really overlapped you know, between some of the different bonus cards, we all were pretty much spread out upon what type of cards we were working for as far as buildings, brushes. I think I was able to do brushes right at the end on the last turn. I was able to get the one with four brushes because I grabbed one card that actually gave me the fourth brush. So we really didn't have a lot of overlap with those cards, but it was it was something we really couldn't believe that three, actually three, three of us and one guy, it was his first time playing. It was the first time for my wife to play this game as well. And we ended up with the same exact score, and we just sat there laughing. And Kanagawa is a game, like I said last week, if you haven't gotten this game to the table, definitely try to find it. I know um, it's sold out, I think, down at my local game store. It seems like it's sold out online at a couple of different places, so this one may be a little trickier to get. It's definitely a game that's on the less expensive side, but the components of the game are actually really good for the price of the game, I will say. It's definitely not a cheap game or anything. It's just a game that is not on the costlier end of, of the gaming spectrum. Which is something that's really good compared to some of the other games that I've been wanting to add to my collection lately, which are into the hundred plus dollar range of board games, which is kind of just crazy. So Con and was the first game that we played for the night. After that, we jumped into a little Attack on Titan deck builder. Attack on Titan, I had talked about um probably A good month or two ago, when I had gone to the one distributor open house, I was able to get in a game of Attack on Titan. We had a four-player game of Attack on Titan going, and this, again, is a co-op deck builder. I really enjoy the whole movement mechanic between the walls and having to bounce back and forth between where the Titans are and attacking them, and then jumping back to get all of your different cards to build up your deck. We did lose this game in our four-player game. We had a couple of people that had actually died in the game. And in a four-player game, once you lose uh, your second companion in your party, the game comes to an end. We had a feeling that was going to happen when we got about halfway through and lost the first person. The first person had died. That person is able to come back in, though, playing a different character, which is kind of cool. But we did lose uh, somebody else before we were able to get to the final Titan. I think we had knocked out and killed all of the Titans, but the final one, which is just going to be coming onto the table right when uh, one of our companions died with us. So we did not get a chance to try to even attempt to attack that final Titan, which the numbers on the Titan, I'm not too sure we would have even been able to do that because uh, the Titans, when you build the deck, they are randomly selected from a stack of Titans. And I think the last Titan that we had was probably from what it looked like the hardest titan that you could actually have as your final titan for fighting. So, I was a little glad that the game kind of ended. I really like the game, but I will say as far as the deck builder, a deck builder goes, with four people it did take just a little bit too long to get through it. I was I kind of wish the game was just a little bit shorter. It's a game that is a lot of fun, but I think maybe you need to have one or two less Titans in the deck to actually make it through, and I'm wondering if maybe we can come up with a little variant where we play maybe a little bit shorter of a game and maybe put harder Titans in there if we can. I don't know how good that would work because you do need a very well-rounded deck and some cards that are going to be able to get you a lot of power and a lot of attack to be able to defeat some of those later Titans because there are two different almost hit points you can say that they have. There's one that you can pull together and everybody can work together as a team, but then that final number that's on those Titan cards needs to be all distributed or dealt to that Titan all at one time, which can be rather tricky once that number gets into the double digits and one person needs to deal that much damage to somebody. So Attack on Titan was a game that I think everybody thought was okay. I still like the game. Like I said, I would prefer it to be possibly just a little bit shorter, and I think that would probably really take take it up to a much better deck builder than what it is. But if you're a fan of Attack on Titan, I have a feeling that this would be a game you definitely want to get to the table and check out. And that's the Attack on Titan deck builder. After that, we played a little card game called Smoke. This is a little card game from Japan. And we only had three of us playing this one. And this is kind of an interesting game. What you're trying to do is you're trying to play cards that have cigarettes on them. And you have a couple other cards in your hand that could do some other twisting of the rules and everything, but what you're trying to do is you're trying to play a couple of different cards, and whoever plays the most amount of the cigarettes for that turn gets to keep one of the cigarettes and put it basically in there. Um, in front of them for scoring. Then the other one goes into the, kind of like their ashtray. You also take uh, black lung damage, I guess you can say. So you get so many black lung tiles, and once you get to ten black lung tiles, you are pretty much out of the game, and you won't be able to score any more points. This was a really interesting little card game that uh, you need three people to play. I will say for one thing, and I can see why it will not work with two people from the way you have to go around and do some of the different bidding and the way some of the cards work or the cards work. I it definitely would not work with Two people. I thought this was an interesting little card game. We're definitely gonna have to get this one at the table again. I didn't get some of the extra mechanics in the game until we were probably halfway through it. I just some of the cards were just a little tricky to understand as far as what they kind of did, and I kept having to refer to the cheat sheet that we had in front of us. And even then, I really wasn't getting what they fully did till we really kind of played them and kind of had went through the actions of what how they changed or what you know what they changed for that particular round. So smoke is a really interesting little card game. The cards are kind of neat. The box of the game actually kind of looks like a small little box of cigarettes, I guess you could say. So it's kind of crazy, and the black lung tokens just look like lungs that are just black, and it's kind of just a little sadistic, I guess you could say. But it was kind of interesting. We had a little bit of fun with that one, and that game is called Smoke. Also, the other night, Eric and I, my one buddy who I normally play some board games with, we actually got together on Tabletopia and I think it was Tuesday night or something, and actually played a little game. Well, we tried to get through a game of Champions of Midgard. He had never played Champions of Midgard before. I had played it when it first came out six months to a year ago or so. So I did not remember any of the rules. We tried to sit down and start playing it, and it's definitely a game you have to kind of read the rules and at least know what you're doing before we could really do anywhere. We went through like one turn, and we just weren't comfortable with everything because we were trying to read through the rules too fast. So We jumped over to a smaller game, and there was a little game on there we found uh, that worked great with two people, a game called Burger Up. This game seems to um, be—I saw this at one of the distributor open houses as well, and it looked like a really cool game. And Burger Up, what you're trying to do is you're trying to build burgers, be it a hamburger, be it a veggie burger, or be it even with um, chicken. And what you're trying to do is each player is going to have a a bottom bun card in front of them. You're going to have a hand of cards. On your turn, you can purchase cards from the center of the of the table and there's going to be two different rows of cards in the center of the table one will be top bun cards which will have some sort of explanation as to what the type of burger will need to consist of so it could need to consist of maybe um meat and cheese or it could be consistent of something of nothing no veggies on there or it could be consist of something of two meats of the same thing and then two of something else so there are four different different types of resources. I guess you could say there are sauces, cheese, burgers or meat patties, I guess you could say, as well as salads. And salads will consist of pickles and a couple of different things. So, and avocado, I think, fell into the salad category. So what you're trying to do on your turn is you're going to be able to take three actions. And one of those three actions could be to purchase a card or multiple cards from from the center of the table. You're going to get to possibly play three cards down in front of you. And the way you have to play the cards, you have to really watch what cards you're playing, because there's two parts to a card, a top and a bottom. And the card can be flipped either Either way and whatever card, whatever icon is in the middle on the right hand side is the type of card you're going to need to play next so if you have a card that possibly has maybe a meat patty on there and then a a salad on the top there could be a green icon in the middle there so the next card you possibly play on top of that burger might have to be like a salad card so you really have to watch when you're building the burgers and what cards you're playing if you end up with a card that's a middle bun that's kind of like a wild card anything can go on top of that but it doesn't count as far as the stack of items that are in your burger. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to just meet what some of those top bun requirements are as far as the game goes. You're also trying to do victory points. So once you start accumulating, once you start finishing your burgers, you're going to get so much money depending on how many items were actually in the burger. You're then going to be able to spend those that money points. I believe if you want to skip your turn, you can spend seven or eight, I think it is, to buy one of the victory points. And that is definitely something that I would recommend doing because I ended the game with a crap load of money and not having bought any, just having gotten a couple of from finishing my cards. And Eric beat me by one point because I probably had 16 to $20 um, dollars in front of me and didn't skip any of my turns to buy any of the extra tokens. And I would have handily won had I actually been paying attention and doing things right in the game by spending that money and getting those victory points. But on Tabletopia, it took us a few minutes to kind of get the kind of like the whole movement down and learn the UI and everything for the game. But once we kind of got comfortable with that, it was a heck of a lot of fun playing on Tabletopia. We were able to use my mumble channel to basically talk back and forth and, you know, kind of just joke around when we were playing. So it really kind of felt like we were playing the game, even though we weren't physically touching any sort of components or anything, which was really kind of crazy to be able to play a game that way. But Burger Up was a heck of a lot of fun. And I think Eric actually was going to be adding this game to his collection because after playing it, both of us really enjoyed the game. It was just a heck of a lot of fun. One of the other things you could actually do is you have a spatula that you could use twice and that's let you move one of your um, components from one of your burgers to another one possibly to be able to finish, finish one off. And I believe that didn't actually even cost... An action to be able to do that. So you could possibly squeeze four components down onto one of the buns in one turn which could possibly really get you a good top bun if there's a good one in the center of the table. And that's basically what you're doing. You're going to be going back and forth building burgers. Whoever has the most victory points at the end of the game is going to be the winner. And like I said, Eric took that one from me by one point because I just was not paying attention to those scoring tokens like I should have and buying them. But Burger Up is a heck of a lot of fun. I definitely would like to get that one. Not only to Tabletopia again, but maybe also play the physical game of this because it just looked really cool, and playing it on Tabletopia was a lot of fun. So hopefully, when we're playing some of these games on Tabletopia, maybe in the next couple of weeks, maybe we're going to be able to start streaming a couple of these out to Twitch. We will try to learn the games beforehand, so we're really not going through the learning process online and streaming that out to everybody. But that's something I'd kind of like to maybe do for the for the podcast and for the website is to possibly stream maybe once a week out to Table out to Twitch um, from Tabletopia, playing some of the games. I think they have over 300 games there on Tabletopia now. And I will say the the interface of Tabletopia actually works really good. I mean, it really felt like you were playing the the game and having, being able to shuffle the cards and just control everything, you know, just through the computer was was pretty interesting and, and a heck of a lot of fun. So hopefully look for some of those videos coming soon and we will definitely post those on Facebook as well as our Twitter feed. So join us there or follow us on Twitch and you'll know when we're going live. Alright, and then to end out the week, I played a few things on my computer. I got through some more Skyrim Special Edition. I will say that I think this rebuilt version of the 64-bit edition of this game is definitely running a lot better than the previous version of the game, which was just a 32-bit version of the game. I played through a couple of more dungeons, got a couple through a couple of more scenarios, or not a couple of more scenarios, but a couple more quests. I guess you could say I finished up. I'm so used to talking about scenarios playing the Pathfinder Adventure Card game. But I got through a couple more quests in Skyrim, and i um, I'm not really too sure how much better the game actually does look than my old modded version, but it does seem like some of the transitions from areas, from area to area, and some of the different load screens are definitely the, the load times are decreased than what it was in the previous version. One of the things they actually fixed this past week in one of the patches which was kind of crazy that they actually still had this problem. There was an audio issue when the game had first come out, especially if you were playing with surround sound speakers, where if you weren't directly facing somebody or turned to the side, you had a lot of trouble hearing the audio coming from an NPC when they were talking to you. And there could be a lot of conversations that you really needed to hear and part of the story that you really wanted to hear and listen to that you had trouble hearing and you had to turn your speakers up way loud. And then if you turned your head a certain way, this one speaker would be way louder than the other. It's seems like this game had the same exact issue that the first one did and how that carried over considering it was patched and fixed in the earlier version how that type of issue or bug was carried over into this game i have no clue how bethesda did that but they somehow did but it seems like they did patch it so the fix must have been something that they were familiar with they were able to fix it very easily and i will say that the audio this time around from when when i played this game when i first got it uh, a week or two ago the audio does sound much better in the npcs you can hear them much easier you don't have to try to just position yourself to be able to hear them like you did before. So that's Skyrim. And then the last game I played, my wife and I were actually playing some Zen Pinball 2 last night on the PlayStation 4. This was a game I haven't talked about for quite a while. We were playing Zen Pinball probably weekly there for a little while, and we probably haven't touched the game, oh, for a good maybe six months or more. And one of the reasons why we ended up playing it for pretty much our whole Friday evening, or Saturday evening, I guess I should say, the other night, was because there were four new tables that we really enjoyed or that we actually purchased and then had a really good time with. And it was a whole new kind of like animation, I guess you could say um, version of tables. And they consisted of family guy, Archer, Bob's burgers, as well as American Dad. And we watch most of those cartoons. The only cartoon we really don't watch on a normal basis is Archer, but the other ones we're watching all the time. And when we saw those tables out there, especially for Bob's Burgers, we pretty much had to download that whole pack immediately and sat there and played those tables for the rest of the night. So if Zen Pinball 2 was something that you've actually played before on the PlayStation 4, we've really enjoyed it. I will say, with some of the newer tables, just like with some of those older ones that they had, there are still some slowdowns that you'll get when the ball is coming down close to the close to the flippers. And I've noticed that the game kind of just bogs down a little bit. I could see that happening on the PlayStation 3, but why that isn't optimized on the PlayStation 4 and why that actually happens, I, I don't know. I wish that wouldn't happen because it kind of does take away a little bit from the game. But all three of the tables that we played last night were a heck of a lot of fun. And I can say that that package is one of the better packages that we downloaded for Zen Pinball 2. So we had a really good time with that. So that's it. Those are the games that we actually played for the week. Hopefully this week coming up, I will have quite a few new things to talk about. Hopefully I'm going to be getting some Arkham Horror card game to the table as well as a couple other games maybe down at the local game store. I think on Black Friday, a couple of us are going to be meeting up for maybe a day of board gaming down there. So I should have a bunch of good games to hopefully talk about this coming week. Keep an eye out for next week's podcast. But before we end this one, we need to talk about a few of the things that I want to play. So there's a couple of things that I was looking through on Board Game Geek. There was a little game called Lorenzo Il Magnifico. This looked to be a pretty interesting game that was coming out. I think it had some worker placement um, components to it as well as a couple other nice mechanics to it. Um, I believe there was some card drafting and dice rolling out there from what it was saying on Board Game Geek. I was watching, um, I think Rado had just uploaded um, a video for this one, so I spent a little bit of time watching that one earlier today. And that looks like that could be a really fun game. I'm kind of interested in that one. And then I was looking at some of the things that were coming out of Board Game Geek Con, and Portal Games was talking about Alien Artifacts. And this game looks to be a heck of a lot of fun. This is a card drafting 4X type of game, it sounds like, and it's all card-based, and that really caught my eye and is definitely jumping to the top of my I Want This Now list, because that just sounds pretty cool. So I'm definitely going to have to spend a little bit more time looking up some more information on Alien Artifacts, but this game isn't coming out until 2017, so thank goodness that that is right around the corner, because I'm really interested to see what this game's all about. But other than that, those are my two picks for some upcoming games that look like what I wouldn't, what I would like to play now. So other than that, that is going to be it for this episode. Thanks for joining me. But you know what? As always, send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can also join us in some conversations. Those are on board game geek. We are gill number two, four, four, zero. Join us there. Twitter is at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G. Like I always say on Facebook, you can do a search for what I'm playing now Our Google Plus page is plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast. And then as always, our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining me for another episode. But you know what to do now. You need to go out there, play some games, and then let me know what you're playing now. Thanks for joining me, everybody. We'll be back next week. Have a great one. Bye-bye.